It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. Welcome to Postcast tonight, where the Utah Jazz fall in a dandy, 124-123 to the Golden State Warriors. We'll talk about the Jazz' newfound offense, scoring 123 points. How do you possibly defend in the new NBA? What happened in the fourth quarter? And revenge is a sweet dessert for Jonas Derebko. That's all coming up on tonight's edition of Postcast. Brought to you by The Store at 6200 South and 20th East. Take care of all your holiday needs as they come closer and closer at The Store at 6200 South and 20th East. Well, Ron, let's... A, a kind of an incredible night. Absolutely thrilling. Super entertainment. Disappointing loss when Jonas Drebko taps it in at the end for the Warriors to get the win with .3 seconds left. But... 123 points from the Jazz. This this is a this is an offense I didn't know the Jazz had. Well, um, I don't think neither one of us knew the Jazz had this type of an offense. But it's it's something that Quinn would like to see, uh, shooting the threes, whether in transition. Uh, but the ball movement is what get, will get the Jazz those open looks. I just enjoyed the basketball game. I I, I thought it was very entertaining. I thought the Jazz did a great job of. of of getting everyone involved. Uh, Quinn putting different combinations out there on the floor. I think he got a pretty good look at, at what players can do what in this ballgame tonight. Is there any level where the newfound offense is leading to less good defense? I think we're going to see that around the league because of the transition offense that players that, that, that teams want to use. Uh, teams are going to have to maybe forget about, like, Doc Rivers of, of the L.A. Clippers forget about offensive rebounds and, and just concentrate on getting back and, and protecting the three-point line. It used to be get back and protect the paint. Now they want to get back and protect the three-point uh, three line. So the Jazz second quarter is one that will stay in the record books maybe for a while. It feels like it. 47 points tonight, most points ever against the Warriors. 81 points in the first half. The Jazz went 1 of 11 to start the night from 3 and then went bananas hitting 13 of their next 15. What, Other than just ridiculous shot making, what was so brilliant during that stretch? Well, anytime you, you, you get everything seems to fall into place and, and 
the momentum is in your favor and, and, and guys start making unbelievable shots. I mean, it's very exciting and, and fun to watch, but it just seems like everyone gets, gets involved. So pushing the ball up the floor, uh, and, and again, the key to Jazz success is getting uncontested shots. And, and when they do that, you know, they're going to shoot a, I think they're going to shoot a, a, a very good percentage. But uh, will the Jazz play this way every night? Probably not. You know, it just depends on the opponents that they're playing. You don't think so? You don't think that this, I mean, they took, what did they take tonight? Tonight was pretty high. 46 of their 89 shots were three. So they're well over 50% tonight. So that, that seems high. But there has been an incredible emphasis on the three and the rim. In the second quarter tonight, when they took scored 47 points, they took one shot the entire quarter that was not in the non-restricted area. Yeah, which was fascinating. And, um, again, it, it's, it's fun to watch. You can see now that, that this is what Quinn wants, wants to get done. But I, I do believe that uh, this is a rare. We won't see 46 three-point I mean, 46 uh, three-point shot attempts very often. So the Warriors are the best team the NBA has ever seen. They've had the best four-year stretch ever. They've won two titles. And in the third quarter, Curry just took over. I think he had 16. Durant tried to take over for a period. Was the Jazz defense flawed, or is this just a case of two of the greatest players in the game just having to work as, as hard as they can, and, they, and this is what they do? David, this is just two of the greatest players we'll ever see with the ball in their hands. And, and Durant, you mentioned it during the course of the, of the ball game. He just makes it look so easy with his length, the fact that he can handle the basketball that well, gets his shot off whenever he gets ready. It's often hard to, uh, to defend him, and then he can get to the rim. Whereas Steph Curry is crafty. Uh, he, never, he doesn't stand still. He comes to the basketball, comes ready to shoot. I'm very impressed with the way he catches, squares up, and gets rid of the basketball. He, I, I, I saw, I read an article, I heard him talk about he, he goes and shoot, wherever he catches the basketball, that's where he shoots from. And you can see he does it very, very well. So it's the talent that they have that can create and, and, and do it. You see Steph, Clay Thompson has been working on that as well to the point where he wants to play with the basketball. Jazz don't have those kind of, kind of players. And, and so those uh, looks that the Jazz get are obviously through their offense and, and to the point where they can get those uncontested looks and they'll win a lot of basketball games. Difficulty for the Jazz against the Warriors is the fact that Thompson and Durant don't actually go to the rim much. So part of Rudy's game is negated by the fact that Clay Thompson shoots the fewest amount of shots at the rim than just about anyone in the league for his position. And Durant actually is not much higher. You know, I'm trying to think through this game, and I'll be curious. I'll go rewatch this one. It was that entertaining. But the, one of the things the Jazz really wanted to do was limit the assists of the Warriors tonight. This is a team that gets over 30 assists almost every night. They only had 27 assists on their 49 field goals. And the other thing they wanted was a lot of unassisted twos. I think they – I actually have this crazy feeling right now, and maybe the coaching staff will, will vastly disagree, but that the Jazz executed their defensive game plan pretty well, forced the Warriors – into a lot of shots that they would like them to take. Steph got free for too many threes, but Steph does that. And yet the Warriors had an effective field goal percentage tonight of 62%. The, the Jazz were able to limit them to just 19 three-point attempts, which is... So, I mean, they came in the game. You don't want them to get threes. You want to try to force guys other than Durant and Curry to shoot. I don't know how you really do that. They did take Clay somewhat out of the game. He only took nine shots. They wanted them to take um, unassisted twos, meaning they're playing one-on-one. They, they kind of did that. And the, the killer shot, we'll talk about, is Jarebko. But the really killer shot is the Draymond Green open three, and this is by the lowest percentage 
three-point catch-and-shoot shooter in the NBA. Well, it's, it's, as great as they are, I'm seeing now the key to them, if you can, keep them off the three-point line. Make them shoot a ton of twos. You can stay in the ball game. Well, and I think that's how the Jazz stayed in the game, right? They yeah. took so many threes, and the Warriors didn't, and so you have a numbers advantage and kept them close. Let's talk about a few Jazz players. Joe Ingles has now put back-to-back games of 24 and 27. Maybe this game is moving in his direction. <laughs> He's turning into an offensive player, isn't he? But it's fun watching him just maneuver and, and get to the point where he where he can get that little get, get his shot off. Uh, he's he can't shoot this percentage for the rest of the year. Yeah, and he's deceptive as far as getting to the basket. And and uh, I don't know if they just don't think he can do it, but he, he, his game is simple, and, and you have to love that. He's just, and he just flat out gets the job done. And, and great line tonight: ten for fifteen, seven for eleven from the three-point line. Just a great line. He did not go to the free throw line. Jazz got a lot out of Dante Exum and a lot out of Jay Crowder off the bench. Dante was really good again. Didn't that. see much of him late in the ball game, though. I mean, at least in that fourth quarter. But he, he's uh, he's showing now that you know him and Rubio are going to put a pretty good tandem there at the point guard. Position. And Donovan tonight, 0 for seven in the fourth quarter. That last one's a prayer, so it probably shouldn't count. But 0 for six in the fourth quarter. What's your thoughts on the? On, and then he also got buried on a shot late on a shot clock, so 0 for five. But yeah. What's your thought on Donovan in, in the fourth quarter? Now? Well, it, I, I just think uh, his shot selection was, wasn't that good late in the fourth quarter. Uh, I, I think that um, uh, especially, uh, what was it? It took the, boy, it looked like a 30-footer there. When it, With Durant. When, brought Durant to him on a, right. on a switch, which yeah. then loses yeah. his shooting window and takes a three. See, this, the, in that situation there, when he has Durant, he could probably beat him off the dribble. Now you're looking to create and get someone else a good, a, a, you know, an open shot. But he didn't do that, and, you know, he'll learn. Jonas Jarebko's tipping off. A Durant miss gives the Warriors a 124-123 win over the Utah Jazz in what was a fabulously entertaining game. Jazz go to 1-1. One one. Memphis is in here. They scored 131 tonight in a win over Atlanta. The league has got crazy stuff going on around with all the scoring, and we'll see uh, how much of it's real. Today's postcast brought to you by The Store at 6200 South. 20th East, the June Pies came in on Friday. Maybe some left for you for the weekend, plus all of the great food in the back for you as well. We'll do sam- grab-and-go sandwiches and the rest at the store at 6200 South. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter, so it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday... We talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.